Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the of the Gun University podcast, a place where we talk about a single topic, easy to digest, relatively short form, and uh, hopefully you'll get a little bit of benefit out of this. So, You cannot neglect 100 if you want to hit 1,000. Now, those of you who have been paying attention to Student of the Guns podcast, the, the big show, if you've been paying attention to the big show, well, on the big show, we talked about uh, an annual event that we host, uh, we've tried to host every year when Paul's not, you know, taking time off to not die. Uh, we've been hosting a precision, a high elevation precision rifle class in Wyoming since 2017. We've had several classes and, you know, dozens I don't know, dozens and dozens of students uh, who have come and engaged in that training. We, it's a great opportunity for us as instructors to learn as well as for the students to learn. You say instructors learning, but instructors teach. They don't learn. No, actually, an instructor, a good instructor will learn. They'll learn something from pretty much every class they teach. That's how they become better and better and better instructors. That's why when you talk to a veteran instructor who's been doing it for 10, 15, 20, going on 30 years now, and you have an issue or a problem and you think, oh, this is, this is my issue. This is my problem. Boy, nobody in the world has ever had this problem but me. Chances are really good that that veteran instructor has seen that issue more than one time, more than one time. And he becomes like a wizard when he gives you the solution to that problem. <laughs> One of the many lessons from our precision rifle course is that you cannot neglect the 100-yard target. You can't neglect 100 yards if you want to hit 1,000. It, it is the same that uh, it is the same fundamentals that you apply or do not apply at 100 yards that will translate to either hits or misses at a 1,000 yards. Let me say that again. It is the same fundamental marksmanship that you apply or do not apply at 100 yards that will translate to hits or misses at a 1,000. We stress to our students that the fundamentals of marksmanship translate they translate regardless of distance. They translate regardless of equipment, regardless of the rifle you happen to be holding. Marksmanship fundamentals are marksmanship fundamentals. Skill is skill. If you have genuine skill, if you can consistently apply that genuine skill and those fundamentals, it really doesn't matter which gun you're handed, whether it's a Weatherby or a Remington or a Savage or a whatever, fill in the blank. As long as the gun is functional, you're going to be able to hit the target. It doesn't matter. I shared a story uh, with our, our class here recently, and this, this was a, a personal story that happened to me 10, 12, about 12 years ago or so. I was uh, flying out to Wyoming before I lived in Wyoming. I was flying to Wyoming to participate in a coyote slash prairie dog hunting event. 
and I had two rifles. I had a 22 rifle for close-up varmint control, and then I had a 223 rifle that I had built up. I had scoped. It was ready to go, and I put them both in one big Pelican case, and along with the Pelican case and my suitcase, I got on a plane, and I flew out to Wyoming. When I got off the plane in Laramie, Wyoming, which was a small, it's a small, tiny little airport. It has one gate total. And I stood there and I watched him offloading the baggage from the belly of the plane. I saw him put it on a cart and I saw him roll it over, roll the cart over to the baggage claim area. And I realized immediately that my big black Pelican case, which kind of stands out, was not there. Nor was my, my uh, suitcase. And so I said to the lovely lady behind the counter, I said, uh, see, my bags didn't arrive. And she said, no, there wasn't room for them. As if that was, should have been obvious. As if I should have, like, duh, there wasn't room for your bags on the plane. But fear not. They'll either come back, they'll either be here on the last flight of the day today, or they'll be here tomorrow. She asked me where I was staying, what hotel I was staying in, and she said, well, I'll have... I'll have Harvey or whoever it was, Jimmy, Johnny, whatever. She goes, well, when they show up, I'll have them bring them over to the hotel. Uh, I was like, okay. Well, here's the deal, though. I've just arrived in Laramie. It's the first day. Uh, it's midday, not quite dinner time. And uh, I'm the last one. I'm the last one of the group to arrive. Everybody else is at the hotel. Uh, in Elk Mountain, if you know your geography. They're out in the, at the Elk Mountain Hotel, and they're waiting for me to show up so that they can go out in the field uh, with the guides and shoot coyotes. Well, fortunately, I, I, I had, you know, uh, I've been down this road before. So my carry-on baggage included not just me being dressed in outdoor field clothing with my boots on, but I also had a carry-on pack that had my foul weather gear in it because it was, it was getting ugly. The, the uh, skies were turning dark. It looked like it was going to rain. So when I got to the, you know, there was a guy there to pick me up at the airport, and we drove to the hotel. When I got there, everybody else was ready to go, so we broke up into groups, and he, you know, my, the guy who picked me up, uh, he's like, hey, uh, Paul's rifle didn't show up. One of the other gentlemen said, oh, I have an extra. I have an extra rifle uh, if you want to borrow it. I said, cool, cool in the dealio. Give me your extra rifle. It was an AR-15 style rifle, and I'm pretty familiar with AR-15 style rifles. Well, an hour and a half, maybe two hours max uh, later, we're in the field out in the middle of, of God's wide open greatness of Wyoming, and, and our guide, he hits the uh, predator call, and bam, a coyote just about ran into, I was with another gentleman, just about ran into our laps. Uh, we knocked that sucker down at, at less than 25 yards. And his buddy, who we didn't see, once we wasted him, bolted, went down into a draw and came up on the other side. And I sat up, spun the rifle around, fired one shot, saw where the shot was, adjusted, fired another shot, and whapped him. We used the laser rangefinder, and it was about 300 yards from where I was sitting to where I hit that coyote with a rifle that I had never shot before that day. The reason I shared that story with the students is because fundamentals, skill, and marksmanship always translate. 
regardless of the distance, regardless of the equipment that you're holding. If you have genuine skill, you'll have genuine skill regardless of the gun that you, that you happen to be holding at that moment. People will make excuses for missing targets. They're like, oh, well, if I had my gun, if I had my gun, I would be doing it. When I was a uh, small arms and tactics instructor for the U.S. military, uh, we, we put thousands of thousands of students through our school. And every once in a while, we'd get an older gentleman, when I say older, probably in his 30, late 30s, early 40s, and he would complain about the, the M9 Beretta that he was being forced to shoot and how he wasn't doing well. But if I had my fill-in-the-blank, if I had my Kimber, if I had my SIG, if I had my whatever, I'd be doing great. Oh, I, would sh- I could shoot expert if I had my gun. No, I, and, you know, as a seasoned instructor, I nodded my head and I'm like, well, that's, you know, if, you know, wishes were fishes, we'd all be full or whatever. <laughs> uh, if ifs and buts were grapes and nuts, you know what I mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the Beretta M9 was not my favorite gun to carry. It wasn't my preferred gun to carry. But for a time, that's the gun that I was issued, and that's the gun I carried. And I fired, I shot expert on the range with it, not because it was my favorite one, but because I dedicated myself to fundamentals, the fundamentals of marksmanship, to developing skill. Skill always translates. Now, shooting a target at 100 yards does not look as cool or as impressive as shooting a target at 1,000 yards, does it? If you told someone, if you went out to the range and you came back on a Monday morning, you're like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? He's like, oh, I went to the range. Oh, really? You say, yeah, I shot 100 yards. Shot target 100 yards. Most people, unless they're complete neophytes, they'd be like, oh, how nice for you. Not really going to be impressed. But by the same token, if you come back to work on Monday and people are like, how'd you spend your weekend? You're like, oh, I went out to a range and, uh, I shot a target at a thousand yards. They're like, really? Where did you go? What did you do? How did you do this? And so they want to know more. You you hit a target at a thousand yards. That seems impressive, right? I mean, it, it is impressive. But the fact of the matter is, you cannot ignore the hundred yard target because you want to shoot a thousand. You see, your grouping at a hundred yards is going to indicate whether or not you can hit that 1,000-yard target because the fundamentals translate regardless of distance, regardless of the gun you're carrying. Ladies and gentlemen, if, you're, if you don't worry about I don't spend time even thinking about 100, and it's, it's, it's easy, whatever. If your group at 100 with a rifle if you bench the rifle or support the rifle and you shoot a three-inch group at 100 yards, that essentially translates to a 30-inch group at 1,000. And a 30-inch group at 1,000 is a miss. Uh, that's a miss. 30-inch variance, yeah, oh, it's like, that's only a three-inch variance at 100 yards. It's not that big of a deal. Man. Three inches, that's, that's a good solid hit. It is a good solid hit if you're shooting a deer at 100 yards and you've got a three-inch variance, that's great. But if you want to shoot a 1,000 yards, 
That's a 30-inch variance. That's a lot. Now, if you can make your shot group one inch across, a one-inch triangle or even less, and you can put it exactly where it's supposed to be on demand every time at 100, well, all you're going to have to do 1,000 is you're going to have to calculate math, and you're also going to be, a, well, you're going to need to dope wind. You're going to need to hold for wind. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we can't neglect the what was not sexy or not cool in hopes to do something that is sexy or cool later on. You have to master the fundamentals. And the mastery of the fundamentals is translated, it, well, it's spoken at 100 yards. I can, I can watch someone shoot at 100 yards, and I can know by watching them shoot at 100 whether or not they're going to have the ability to shoot at 1,000, 500, 600, 700, 1,000. Because you can't cheat the system. You can't cheat the system. If you want to shoot 1,000, you can't neglect 100. You want to shoot 1,000 yards, your 100-yard group needs to be perfect and tight. How do you get that? You get that by consistently applying the fundamentals of marksmanship. Yes, indeed. And that's what we do. That's what I hammer on all the time. People are probably, when they come to my class, they're like, I get it. I need to apply the fundamentals of marksmanship consistently every single time. Yes, you do. And if you do that, you will be rewarded. If you can do that, I can hand you any rifle that's zeroed and you can make it work. Not just your rifle, not your special cool Gucci rifle, but any rifle. That's right. So fundamentals and skill always translate regardless of the distance or the equipment. And you can't ignore them. You can't ignore them and get around them. So there you go. That is my advice for you guys today on Student of the Gun University. That is your lesson for today. If you want to hit 1,000, you cannot neglect 100. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much once again for supporting this show. It is a relatively new show. Today was, according to my show notes, uh, this was episode number 010 or episode 10. So we're only 10 into this, and we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed, we're just getting started. So uh, thanks again for leaving a review. And remember, you're a beginner once, you're a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.